that it is again. I've told you, the Alicanto is nothing more than a legend. But I see it up ahead. Merely the glittering of a distant lantern, I am sure. It is a bird. I do not see it half flying up there. Even in the blackness of this mineshaft, its wings send beams of golden light upon the tunnel walls. I do not see it because it cannot be possible to be there. Wait, stop! It's too dangerous! It... Why did you not heed my warning, foul creature? Broken Sea Audio Productions presents Maudlin, Series 2, Episode 10, Silver and Gold. Terribly sorry to disturb you, Professor, uh, Mr. DeBurr. Uh, I simply must lock up the library. Good gracious. Is it that time already? Yes, sir. Very well, then. Come on, lad. Yes, Professor. Care for a pint, sir? Certainly. Mm. Worsley was in earlier, I dare say. Rather... We don't get on. I worry for him at times. I don't find him interesting enough to bother my head about. He is improving of late and... Did I drop off as I was walking? Oh dear. What are you seeing, DeBerg? Must have had a pint already. Is it a sweeping desert landscape tinged to the most brilliant flaming colors as the sun dips into the distant horizon behind massive dunes? It's a bit more flowery than I'd have put it, Professor, but but yes, on that. Have we both gone mad, sir? I am afraid we have not. But the automobiles, the shops, where did they go? It is more a matter of where we have gone, not they. Where are we? The Sahara, perhaps? I've never seen so desolate a landscape. Oh, and I could do without the sand in my eyes. We should find shelter while there is yet light. You seem rather calm about all this, Professor. Perhaps due west, down in that ravine. Where did the library go? I say, uh, wait for me, Professor. It is spectacular. The artistic forms of the cliffs. Are we awake? Do you not feel the stinging in your eyes? Could be imagining it. If so, I rather covet its vividness. I dare say we are no longer in our own world. Usually when one says a chap's in his own world, it, it means he's still in ours, but he may be thinking about a lady. Or fox hunting when he ought to be working. Doesn't usually mean that the others are the ones that have the world. What are you muttering about? Uh, uh, nothing, sir. I do believe this is the last bit of light we shall see in some time. Should we not stop before we wander too far from where we've arrived? What if assistance should come? Have you seen any evidence or signs of civilization and other men in existence? Are you speaking on the philosophical notion or the fact that there is nobody about? The latter, I dare say. I don't suppose you brought anything to drink? No. Are we to die? Here. <sighs> oh, do buck up. We aren't done for yet. Shall I tell you a secret? I had rather you did not. 
I don't actually drink. You asked me for a pint. I asked you for a pint, and I, I pretended to consume the stuff myself, but I never do. Never. Makes others feel comfortable, however. That's jolly thoughtful of you, de Berg. If we survive, do not speak a word of this. But of course, although Worsley only has water as well. And partial Irish cream, I must confess. In moderation, of course. Quite. Shall we continue? hours have we been walking? I fear my watch has stopped. I wind it precisely at eight o'clock every evening, but this lonesome trek has thrown my rituals. Lonesome? What about me? Oh yes, quite. I meant that we were both entirely alone here. I do wish I had followed Offerton's example and begun carrying a torch. We should stop before accidentally stepping off a cliff in this darkness. It is quite black. No city lights to lessen the oppressive night. Wait! Up ahead! I see it as well. A distant glimmer. Could be a trick, de Berg. Ah, go! Yes, yes, dreadfully sorry. I did not mean to be in the road. But this is Oxford. We're on St. Gile Street. I do not wish to dampen your enthusiasm. However, I do believe this is temporary and... So that is when I turned the book over and saw... Oh, good evening, Professor. Just the chap I was looking for. I say, what about me? Might I borrow your torch? Oh, of course, sir. What do you need it for? Professor Cecil? That's odd. He was right here. I thought I heard that sound again. Why didn't you say something? My mind was otherwise occupied. It seemed so odd to be in there without Miss Roberts. I quite understand. Not that I particularly care, of course. Ugh! Dear, dear, no light to be got in the least this time. A dim shaft in the vastness of night, mysterious night. When our first parent knew thee from report divine and heard thy name, did he not tremble for this lovely frame, this glorious canopy of light and blue, yet neath a curtain of translucent dew, bathed in the rays of the great setting flame, Hesperus with the host of heaven came. 
And lo, creation widened in man's view, who could have thought such darkness lay concealed within thy beams, O sun, or who could find? Whilst fly and leaf and insect stood revealed that to such countless orbs thou medest blind. Why do we then shun death with anxious strife? If light can thus deceive, wherefore not light? Professor? Oh, I thought that was you. Who else would waffle on with poetry in the middle of a desert? Oh, wait. That would be Atherton. Berg? This is daft. There must be a scientific explanation. If, if I wasn't certain this, this was a dream, I'd be rather in a fright. Perhaps we should walk on. Fall over a cliff in the dark? I think not. I merely suggested due to that light ahead. It seems to be getting larger. As, as though it were... Flying! Impossible. Perhaps a phoenix. Its feathers appear to be of solid gold. Stuff and nonsense, Professor. Even the smallest bit of gold is heavier than lead. No creature could stay aloft in that manner. Which perhaps explains why it is barely hovering over the ground and with great effort. Its beauty outshines the jewels of the queen. Do not be so hasty. It is not a creature I recognize and could pose great danger. It goes that way. Defying all rules of physics. All known rules. This could be a scientific breakthrough. De Berg, come back, I say. De Berg. Take my hand. Capital, now do attempt to find a foothold on the cliff that I may haul you up. It's no go, sir. Very well. I shall put down the torch and you must grasp my other hand. This face is too unstable. I, I, I could pull you down as well. I shall not leave you, young man. Whatever were you thinking, de Berg? Felt compelled to follow the bird. I can't explain it. Next time, do control such impulses, hmm? My torchlight barely penetrates the depth of this canyon. Hello, now that is odd. What? Do you not see it? A sort of outline near the cliff, as though a, a building! We're saved! De Berg, come back this instant! Will he never learn? The lark in the morning, she rises off her nest. She goes off in the air with a jewel on her breast. And like the jolly plowboy, she whistles and she sings. She goes home in the evening with a jewel on her wings. Roger the plowboy, he is a dashing blade. He goes whistling and singing through yonder leafy shade. He met with dark-eyed Susan, she's handsome, I declare. She's far more enticing than the birds all in the air. The lark in the morning, she rises off her nest. She goes off in the air with a jewel on her breast. And like the jolly plowboy, she whistles and she sings. She goes home in the evening with a jewel on her wings. As they were coming home from the rakes of town, the meadow being all mown and the grass had been cut down. As they should chance to tumble all on the new mown hay, 
Whomever dwelt here, not returned in some time, the dust must be an inch thick. Do not exaggerate. There is barely a covering at all. It looks like my own rooms when the maid has gone on holiday for a few days, or the backs of books which she always fails to properly. Do you think it wise to simply... Ah! Go away from here. It is cursed. Could you be more cliché? Pray, be calm, sir. We mean you no harm. You do not, but the Alicanto does. The who? He is gone. All are dead. Do sit down, man. Perhaps you have some way to make tea. Tea? Who could think of that at a time like this? If you would be so kind as to relate your story from its beginning, we would not be so hasty as to presume to judge your condition. Here, here. Although if you happen to have some Irish cream... I thought you didn't drink. Must put something in the tea. Really, de Berg? May I commence my tale? They wouldn't need to chill it here either. It's quite cold already. This place is cursed. Cursed, I say. Yes, we, we heard. Now do get on with it. And stop saying that word. What word? Cursed? Doesn't roll off the tongue well. What is it derived of? Doesn't sound Greek. Probably from the... Anglo-Saxon Worsley is always spouting. I dare say. Now, my dear chap, do tell us what ails you. Five years ago, I, Herardo, arrived here with ten others to mine the nitrate which is concentrated in this region. Despite our efforts, however, the price continued to drop. I do not understand why. Harbor process. A synthetic nitrate discovered in Germany. However did you know? I'm reading for science, Professor. Oh, you are so well-versed in literature, I often forget. Do forgive me. We were forced to mine deeper and more swiftly than ever before. And that is when it came. The dreaded barred glowing of silver and gold. At first, I did not believe what my eyes told me. Eyes don't talk. It's an expression. Do continue. Our numbers slowly began vanishing. One in a shot collapse. Then others for mysterious falls. Those who remained became obsessed with the hauntingly beautiful creature and dreamt of wealth. It is said the Alicanto may lead to rich veins of gold, but none ever realized such vain hopes. There were only two of us left, but my companion was enamored only with the bird and followed it to his death. I see no purpose in carrying on alone, but have no way to contact the outside world. My supplies have run out, and I am haunted continually by the golden creature. And no one day I too shall die while I am no longer able to withstand its beauty. I do wish there was tea. Why did you not simply walk for assistance? Or have you not an automobile? We have no means of contact save a vehicle which now lies at the bottom of the canyon. The nearest settlement from here is weeks away, and there is no water for the trek. Dear, dear, that is a spot of bother. Could I not return with you? I beg of you, sirs. I'm afraid that is out of the question. 
but I will die if you do not take me. We aren't particularly certain how we came to be here in the first place, or if we are even awake for that matter. What is the name of this mine? El Chinito. I give you my word I shall do all within my power to save you. Thank you. Thank you. I am certain if you were able to keep your head this long, you shall not suddenly lose it to this dread bird. Of course not. Lovely. Do not give up hope. I suppose I can use the telephone here. Harry? Oh, yes, quite old boy. Rather. Oh, dear, no. Harry, I must ask you a favor. Why, thank you. You are still attached to the consulate of Chile. It has come to my attention there is a stranded miner by the name of Gerardo in the El Chinito. Yes, could you look into that? Thank you. Oh, of course. Anytime. Thank you, Harry. If you don't mind my asking, sir, what do you know about a stranded miner in Chile? Well, that would be rather difficult to explain, and I owe de Berg here a large water. After what we've been through, better make it Bailey's. So you admit we were not dreaming, but in reality? Not entirely. I shall weigh the matter and continue to observe any out-of-the-ordinary occurrences. At Maudlin, you will not have long to wait. Maudlin. Series 2, Episode 10. Featuring the voice talent of Mark Kalita. As Percy Atherton. That was rather kind of you to save him. Thank you, Atherton. David MacGyver as Nigel Worsley. Wait, 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 where'd my credit go? You weren't in this episode, Westbrook. But I'm always after Atherton on the credits. You weren't in it. At least you did not attempt to steal my scarf. Stop, stop. Now this is completely confused. All right, let me start over. After my credit. Peter Franson as John Westbrook. Much better. David MacGyver as Nigel Worsley. No, it isn't. Now I'm third again. 
Bruce Busby as Lord David Tessel. Do pipe down there. Stephen J. Cohen as Walter de Berg. You complain I'm after a minor character. Minor? John Vale as Brolyon. It is dark down here. Well, you are dead. I knew that. And John Bell as Gerard Really, wasn't one credit enough? No. Uh, and I suppose you want to plug bells in the bat free again. What, you expect me to do something cheap and shallow like saying visit thebatfree.com? <laughs> Come on. Oh no, it's the man with the bats! <laughs> it's a good thing he didn't put man and bats in a different order, or we'd have copyright problems. You forgot me! Oh dear, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Ronnie Rollins as library guard. Sorry about that. Written, cast, and directed by Alexa Chipman. Produced, engineered, and co-directed by Stevie K. Farnaby. Music by Spare Parts at vfv.com slash spareparts. And also from Avalon Rising at avalonrising.com. Please visit their websites to purchase the entire albums and support these independent artists. Remember brokensea.com as your address for more behind-the-scenes of modern and other audio drama offerings. This is not in any way affiliated with Modern College and is for entertainment purposes only. Released in 2009. One day, I shall come back and return I did several times in several different bodies, though many would try to prevent it. Not allowed, me, but I'm allowed everywhere. However, I always manage to find my way. I just reversed the polarity of the neutron flow and invited many lovely people along the way to come with me. Would you like a jelly baby? It's gone on like that for a very long time. And although I say it myself, my adventures have become a stuff of legends. People have asked me, why do I keep doing it? It's quite simple, really. I'm the doctor. It's what I do. Broken Sea Audio presents Doctor Who, starring Mark Kalita as The Doctor and Adriana Melendez as Olivia Lefloe. This audio short is part of the Doctor Who podcast from Broken Sea Audio. For more information, go to www.brokensea.com slash Doctor Who.